Broussard tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Monday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Hope everybody had a great weekend. I want to thank you all for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Mixed bag for the Islanders this weekend. They earned a well-played shutout of the Winnipeg Jets on Saturday, a 2-0 win, and then fell short against the Minnesota Wild on Sunday. We said coming into the weekend that two points would be a successful weekend. They got that, so uh, this team continues to find ways to keep on keeping up with their goals as far as this 13-game season opening road trip is concerned, but still some things to work on, and we'll have all the key takeaways from the game, plus our Islanders' birthday of the day coming up on today's show. If you have something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, a a topic that you'd like us to discuss, feel free to email the show, the email address lockedonislanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles. And you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWarsNYRVSNYI. Busy weekend. <clears throat> Two games for the Islanders. They split them. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about it. Look, Saturday's game against Winnipeg. Uh, obviously, Simeon Varlamov, the, uh, excuse me, obviously, Ilya Sorokin, the star of that game, earning the shutout. A lot of shots allowed, but when you looked at the shot chart at the end of the game, Sorokin came up big on a number of occasions, a a couple of breakdowns by the Islanders, some turnovers, not many, but a few. But even though they allowed, you know, 36, 38 shots, whatever it was, there weren't a lot of quality chances. So Sorokin earned that shutout. Great to see him get it. He has been a real difference maker for the Islanders so far this year after a shaky start in those first two games. But since then, Ilya Sorokin has been great for this hockey team. You know, he earned the shutout. was his second shutout of the year. He easily could have had four or five. Gave up some goals late in games that, that sort of ruined some of those shutout attempts. But Sorokin playing very well, and that is a key for the Islanders, without a doubt. Sunday, Simeon Varlamov made his season debut, and, you know, I have to say that in spite of the fact that the Islanders came up short in this game, it certainly wasn't the fault of Simeon Varlamov. Varlamov, uh, 
only allowed three goals, made 34 saves in this one. But unlike the Saturday game, the game against the Wild, the Islanders gave up a lot more quality scoring chances and had a lot more turnovers and giveaways and breakdowns in their own zone. And Varley making 34 saves, and especially in the first period, boy, did he look sharp. And yet the team in front of him, quite honestly, I think by the end of the game, playing the second game of a back-to-back on the road, I think the Islanders ran out of gas. You know, they had a 2-1 to lead going into that third period and just got tired. And you look at the shots on goal in the third period, it was so, so one-sided in favor of the Minnesota Wild that all of a sudden the Islanders just got sloppy. They just got sloppy. And, you know, that is just, you can't do that. You really, really can't do that. Shots on goal in the first two periods, 23-19 in favor of Minnesota. You know, you can live with that. That's fairly even. Islanders had a 2-1 to lead. Third period, shots on goal, Minnesota 16, the Islanders 2. You getting out shot 8-1 to in a period, Man, you're, you're lucky it was only 3-2 to two before the two empty netters. So I don't blame Varley. He looked quick. He reacted well. He played well. But overall, this Islanders team just, just sort of ran out of gas. And, you know, that is the discouraging thing. It's still early in the season. Uh, Both of these teams were playing the second games of back-to-back, so it shouldn't have been that big of a disadvantage for the Islanders. But I think the fact that the Islanders were on the road in the middle of this lengthy road trip and traveling internationally, no less, that certainly didn't help the Islanders heading into that period. And again... It was the defense. You know, this is a defense-first team. They win when they play good team defense. They didn't play good team defense, especially in the third period. Even in the first two periods, there were a few too many breakdowns, a few too many situations where they just didn't get the job done very well, uh, and Varley kind of bailed them out, which was... What you want from your goaltender, all things considered, in you know, on those instances when your team does have those mistakes and breakdowns and turnovers. But man, in the third period, they did not back check. They did not play sound positional hockey. They had trouble clearing the puck, turned it over way too often. And the result was quite honestly predictable. They give up four goals, but again, only two of them with a goaltender in there. And and the two empty net goals, they were like 185 feet, 190 feet from the other side of the ice. Just very accurate, long shots. Can't really say that the Islanders didn't play it well. The overall problem, though, for the Isles is, is they just look gassed. And that is never, ever a good sign. So... 
look, they're off now until Thursday. And overall, the goaltending in both games was solid. We're going to talk about some of the other key takeaways from both of these games, some of the players who are really looking good, some of the players who are really struggling. We've got that and a whole lot more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. This episode is brought to you by DirecTV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream. And it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Today's episode is also brought to you by Indeed. Indeed makes it easier for star applicants to shine with over 135 assessment tests available. So if you want an all-star team, you need an all-star hiring partner. You need Indeed. Indeed is a hiring partner that gets you what you really want, a short list of quality candidates as fast as possible, because you can do it all, attract, interview, and hire all at Indeed. Don't struggle on your own to find quality candidates. Indeed can help you hire the right people right now. And Indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process so you can find talent with the skills you need through tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. Pick what skills are important to you from over 135 assessments and get a clear view of your top talent's abilities faster. Assessments make the interview process smoother for everyone, Talent doesn't need to prove themselves again, and you can dive deeper into talking about what's important to you. With Indeed assessments, you can reduce hiring time by 12%, according to Indeed data worldwide. Get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked on. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked on. Indeed.com slash locked on. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So, some observations from the weekend's games. First of all, One great thing coming out of uh, the game on Sunday, Anders Lee. And, you know, we talked about him starting to pick up a little bit. And he was back home in Minnesota, where he's from, Adina, Minnesota, his hometown. His uh, family in attendance. Two goals in this game for Leon. Four shots, and that was great. Both of them good. And, and, and... Two assists in this one for Matthew Barzal. The second goal coming on a pretty two-on-one breakaway that Barzal just set up with his speed. And that really did make a big difference. The other thing, the 
identity line with a strong performance, even even though they didn't cash in on the scoring chart, they really did a good job of giving this team, even when they were tired, uh, a nice boost of energy uh, and help them really get things back in the flow. Because there were just times in the in the third period, but even in the first two periods, when the Islanders were just dragging, and you can't have that. Contrast that with the performance against Winnipeg. The Winnipeg game, just a much more fundamentally sound game. Yeah, you know, the Islanders scored two goals, and, you know, that's not a, a blowout offensive performance, but you know what? They didn't need it because they were doing that well defensively. And they deserved to, to, to win that game. Just the way they handled things was extremely, extremely uh, efficient. They played smart hockey and they played Islanders hockey. And that's exactly what they needed to do. When you get away from your game, like they did on Sunday, that's when you struggle to win hockey games. And that's exactly what happened. They struggled late in the game, despite the strong goaltending. So, again, happy that the Islanders at least got the win. We said they needed to at least split They're 10 games into this 13-game road trip right now. 10 games in, they have 12 points. We wanted a minimum of 13 points to say that this was a successful road trip. If they can get to 15 or more, I would say it was a very successful road trip. So, you know, right now, they have that goal well within their reach. And if they can find a way to get it done, man, I'll tell you, it would be a great way to start the season because the home games will start to pile up. Uh, And and that's what you need. That is what you need. Overall, the Islanders, you know, Kyle Palmieri had an assist on Saturday. Barzal starting to really click. Anders Lee, three goals over the weekend. Brock Nelson had a pretty goal as well. And, you know, again, the difference in shots on goal. Islanders only allowing 24 shots on Saturday and not many of them high-quality opportunities. So, you know, the difference between the performance Saturday and the performance Sunday was like night and day. The Islanders had their A game Saturday, did not have it Sunday Frustrating, but not impossible to overcome. And again, when you're talking about these long road trips, it is not easy uh, to be there gaming out under those circumstances. Great to see Anders Lee with three goals over this weekend. And, you know, Anthony Bavillier and uh, Matt Barzal, man, both of them over the weekend— using their speed to really create scoring chances. And 
that's what you need. You know, Barzi had three assists over the weekend. Bavillier didn't necessarily, you know, pick up any points on Saturday, but he played a solid game. And that's what you need to see. You know, Zdeno Chara also had a pretty good game on Saturday. Pelik and Pulak, again, doing their thing. The problem for the New York Islanders, though, remains goal scoring. They are 28th right now in the NHL in goals scored. And they've got to find a way to raise that number because... You, you know, as good as your defense is, and it's been good, you want your offense to at least be in the acceptable range. And, you know, part of the problem right now, if you're the Islanders, is that this division is so good. Right now, the Pittsburgh Penguins are in last place in the Metropolitan Division. And they're a game over NHL 500. 11 points in 10 games puts them in 8th place in the Metropolitan Division. So if you're the Islanders, you have to know. You have to know that you get through this 13-game road trip, get the 15 points, and they're so close to it. They have 12 with 3 games left. If they can get 3 points in these 3 games... The road trip would have to be considered a success and the Islanders would take that and then the home games start piling up. It will be emotional. We are right now less than two weeks away from the very first hockey game at UBS Arena and we will talk about that and what it's going to mean for this hockey team as we get closer and closer to that what should be a very special day for the New York Islanders. Today's episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. I'll tell you, I love Thanksgiving. All the good food and treats and plenty of them, but maybe you want a yummy dessert that isn't so full of calories and sugar. It's the perfect time for Built Bars. Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, is the new holiday dessert. So you can feast on something delicious and feel good about it. One slice of pie has upward of 300 calories, and that's on the low end. Most Built Bars are only 130 calories, and they have only 4 grams of sugar, and they're packed with plenty of protein. Replace the coconut cream pie with a coconut Built Bar, or go for a raspberry Built Bar instead of that raspberry pie. Lots of good flavors to replace any pie. They're low-calorie, low-carb, low-fat, and high in protein, and all the bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. And this month, there'll be new surprises throughout November. Limited time flavors arriving at Built.com regularly, so check the site often. And there's nothing quite like Built Bar Black Friday. Mark your calendar because Black Friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises. So go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. We're going to go back today to the very early days of this Islanders franchise, and we want to wish a very happy 70. We want to wish a very happy 74th birthday to former Islanders winger Ernie Hickey. Hickey uh, 
played one game with the Islanders in their very first season, started with the Atlanta Flames that year and then came over to the Isles, but was with the Isles for all of 73-74 and the first half of the 74-75 season, and then he was involved in the trades that sent Jude Druen and J.P. Parise to the Islanders. Hickey uh, had six goals and 13 points in 55 games in 73-74, two goals and eight points in just 20 games in 1974-75. Five foot 11, 180 pounds, pretty big guy. Started his NHL career with the California Golden Seals. And his brother, Bill Hickey, played for the Canadiens and was briefly with him uh, out in Oakland. So uh, Ernie Hickey, you know, solid hockey player. He was involved in the trade that sent Guy Lafleur's pick to the Seals and then, of course, as I said, the trade that helped J.P. Parise and uh, Jude Druen, two separate trades, actually, but th- those two trades that the Islanders made with the North Stars in the middle of the 74-75 season. Nice guy, got a chance to meet him uh, a few years back, and, and funny guy, good sense of humor, and, you know, just the, the, the kind of player who you can definitely uh, appreciate Great storyteller, and uh, you just, you know, like being around those kind of hockey players when when they uh, talk about some of their memories and and, and what it was like to be in the NHL back in the 1970s. We're going to go back and look at one of Ernie Hickey's better games with the Islanders. We take you back to November 22nd, 1973. Detroit Red Wings invading the Nassau Coliseum. Terry Richardson, the goalie for Detroit. Jerry Desjardins, the goaltender for the Islanders. And it was our Islanders' birthday of the day. Ernie Hickey getting the Isles on the board first, his third of the year. Lorne Henning and Billy Harris with the assists at 8.08 of the first period. Isles up 1-0. But the Red Wings evened it up later in the period. Nick Libet, his 12th from Bill Collins. And Marcel Dion, the future Hall of Famer, that tied it up after 20 minutes at 1-1. One and one. Detroit took the lead in the second period. Dennis Potvin was off for elbowing, and Ace Bailey got a power play goal, his fifth. Marcel Dion and Guy Charon with the assist at 232. Islanders trailing by a score of 2-1, to one. but the Isles scrapped back. Gary Howitt, his second from Bob Nystrom, and Andre St. Laurent at 744 were all even at two apiece. Islanders got a power play chance later in the period. Tim Ecclestone was off for hooking, but they gave up a shorty. Bill Collins unassisted his seventh. After two periods, the Islanders trailed by a score of 3-2. But the third period was all Islanders. Lorne Henning tied the game just a minute eight into the period. His fifth from Jean Potvin and Ernie Hickey, our Islanders' birthday of the day. And then the game-winning goal, Ernie Hickey, his fourth. From Lauren Henning and Billy Harris at 14:30, that puts the Islanders up four to three, and then Craig Cameron closes out the scoring for the Isles, his second of the year. Ralph Stewart the assist at 18:27. The Islanders skate away with a five to three win over the Detroit Red Wings. Our Islanders' birthday of the day: Ernie Hickey, two goals, one assist, a plus two. He scored his two goals on three shots, and yes, he had. The game winner, 19 saves for Jerry Desjardins as the Islanders played solid defense in this one. 
and got their third win ever under new head coach Al Arbor. So again, uh, we're a day late. Sunday was the actual birthday, but happy 74th birthday to former Islanders winger Ernie Hickey. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day. Islanders get another little break in the schedule, and I think this is an important one. You know, we've you had the back-to-back games now. The Islanders get to return to home base, and since they don't play till Thursday, they'll actually have a nice little break. And you know what the good part is? The game Thursday is in Newark against the New Jersey Devils. That means that they don't have to get on a plane. They don't have to worry about anything. And then they close out the road trip with games next weekend in Tampa Bay and Florida. That will not be an easy back-to-back games Saturday and Sunday, but we will have it all for you and we'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news notes and happenings throughout the week. And look, the Devils game, that's a four-point in-division game. You really want to get that two points and keep the Devils from getting any because, like we said, this division is extremely, extremely competitive and the Islanders are going to need all the help they can get when it comes to picking up points. You get through this road trip, you're still in the middle of the division race, and you got a lot of home games coming up down the stretch. Once again, I want to thank everyone for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Scott Cullen leans on his decades of fantasy hockey insight and experience every day to help you be the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available on all platforms. That's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We'll talk a little bit more about Zach Parise and his revenge tour. The first part of it didn't quite work out, although it was great to see him get that warm standing ovation from the fans in Minnesota. We'll talk a little bit more about special teams and how the Islanders are working with those and a whole lot more coming up on tomorrow's show. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.